Good morning, everybody. Happy snowy Sunday. We're going to jump to some praise and worship together as a team, so uh, why don't you uh, jump up and join us? Amen. Hey, you all can stay standing. Uh, my name is Brett Machat. I am the worship and young adults pastor here at Life Community Church, and we want to say welcome, all of you here, and welcome to those of you joining us online. Uh, we are so excited. If you can't tell, we are excited to be here this morning. <clears throat> And that's because all, excuse me, sorry. And that's because all those, I sound really excited. All those songs are really fun and exciting uh, to play and sing together, but also because today we have a really cool privilege to be able to wrap up our series on our core values being personally authentic and grace focused as a community. Uh, today we are wrapping up that series by having some of you guys share some of your stories of when you have experienced personal authenticity or when someone has been gracious to you, whether it was in group or just another time in your life. So we're gonna get to that later in the day. Uh, not later in the day, we're not gonna be here all day. Later in the morning, uh, and it's gonna be awesome. Uh, but before we move on to the rest of our worship this morning, I wanted to invite you guys to be personally authentic yourselves. It's been a while since we've done this. Turn to someone next to you. Maybe it's somebody you know or don't know. If you don't know them, introduce yourself, tell them your name, Tell them you're excited to see them. Get to know them a little bit. This morning. Hi, JR. Hi. You're supposed to sit in the middle. Yeah, Brett and I have this whole thing planned out. I, I can move. Here, I'll come over yeah, here. Yeah, there we go. There. We just wanted to be as close to you as possible. We're going to make it super awkward because yeah. we know my, those of you coming up. Space. Yeah, those of you coming up to share might be a little nervous. <laughs> so totally we close, figured That's too close we'll make JR nervous for you. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Uh, I feel like I say this every week, and I never want to lose its meaning. And I, I know I speak on behalf of the whole worship team, even the people who aren't up there. But like, it is, it is such a, a pleasure and a privilege to worship with you guys every single week and to sing along with you. Um, and thank you for never making it feel like we're just a bunch of people playing music on stage. It, it never feels like that. It feels like a, the body of Christ coming together and singing and praising God. So it's awesome. Um, that's not what we were supposed to say, but I just really wanted to say that. Uh, we wanted to let you all in on some of the things that are happening around here at LCC. So Lee, you've got the first one. Yeah, so I was, I was thinking too, you mentioned like worshiping with each mm -hmm, other mm -hmm. and I was thinking about each one in the room who has invested in the lives of our children yeah. I was thinking back I'm gonna talk about baby dedications but for a <laughs> minute <laughs> we when we first came to LCC our kids were little and when we had Asher when we were here we had him dedicated and he's eight now Whoa. and to think about the way that you all have come alongside us in parenting a young boy and girl, a boy who has um, strong feelings. Thank you for our group for praying for us as we parent him. <laughs> but it's neat that with dedicating your baby or your child, it's, it's dedicating these kids to the, to the Lord, but it's also a commitment that you all take on, that we all take on to partner with you in parenting because it's not easy. And I imagine as they get older, it's still not easy. 
but we have amazing little kids and older kids and college kids mm -hmm. and grown kids. And so if you have a young one that you're interested in dedicating, we have an info meeting today after service. And then the actual baby dedication will be during service on February 5th. Yes. And kind of a next step to after being dedicated, um, we like to talk about baptisms around here. Uh, you know, we, we, we say that, and we know that baptisms are not uh, our salvation, that our salvation is found solely in our faith in Christ as our Lord. But he gave us a really cool way for us to tell everyone, not everyone we know, but everybody that's here that we are a believer, that we are on his team, that he is our sole savior. Um, so in February, late February, we are having baptisms. It's going to be on Sunday, February 26th. We are going to have some informational meetings in February. So if you have put your faith in Christ and you're thinking, man, what is that next step? It could be baptisms. And I would love to talk with you. Even if it's after the service today, you don't have to wait until an info meeting. If you are interested or you know someone who is interested, come find me. I'd love to talk to you about baptisms. And then finally, did you know the beginning of February is coming up? Whoa. Ooh, there's the... I'm not ready. February 5th happens to be, would you say, the first Sunday? Oh, wow. What comes to mind when you hear first Sunday? Food. Oh, I love food. Our group is amazing at food. Oh my Gracias, gosh, Juan. Yes. yes. So the theme for February is casseroles. And I tried Whoa. to describe what a casserole is. I don't know. And the best I could come up with is it's all the foods that should go together in one dish. Uh, Maybe? The foods are oh, touching. Oh, sorry, we Tom. Last week, yeah. Yep. Call back. Casserole. So, anyway, there's a sign up on mylcc.info if you would like to go ahead and think about what foods you would like to put in one dish and bring with you. We can do breakfast casseroles, potato oh, casseroles, breakfast. eggs and chorizo. Mm. Oh. Looking at you, Juan. This isn't next Sunday? I wish. I wish February, it was next Sunday. Sunday, February 5th. It's just our last Sunday lunch. Yeah, but sign up no, now. No, that's too many lunches. Yeah, that's and then lunches. before I get really hungry, maybe we'll let yeah. you take over. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah sure. Okay. Thank you all. all right. Thanks. <laughs> oh, you want these. Oh, yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> I don't know what you do after that. Um, I'm going to move back over here where I wanted to be, though. Um, so... Brett said earlier, we're gonna wrap up this conversation that we've been having about being personally authentic and grace-focused. A couple of the things that we call our core values around here. And I think just at the outset, and I, like, can we just set the precedent that like, these core values aren't like, hey, LCC came up with these, and we think it makes us great. No, our Father, our Heavenly Father, came up with these and these ideas, and it's a reflection of what makes Him great, and we just get this beautiful invitation to participate in that. Um, but we, we've done this thing, I think we did this last summer, we do these like, hey, core value things every six months or so, and we said, hey, what does it look like to take a look at how do these interconnect with each other, right? So the idea of like, there's an interconnection between personally authentic and grace-focused. And when you take one out, you begin to have some trouble with life, I think. Like, if you start showing up and being personally authentic and it's not met with grace, I wonder, will you continue to be? personally authentic, and, and, when, and when we have 
grace, but, but without being real, like, what is there for grace to interact with at that moment? So, so there's this really cool, like, intertwining of things that happens. Um, and there's some things with, like, being personally authentic that we can get mixed up with. Like, like, some of us come with some baggage around it, let's say. Maybe it's familial baggage. Maybe it's learned baggage. But, like, we, we say, I can't be personally authentic because we don't air our laundry around here. Sort of that, I just keep my stuff to me and I don't talk about it. Like, that can be a, a thing we show up with. Or, um, or we can go the other route, I guess, and be like, well, I'll just tell all my stuff and I hope you love me. Like, take me like I am, right? So we just have things we do with it, and it gets confusing. And then on the grace side, I think some of us struggle with, well, this guy struggles with just like, is that okay? Is grace actually okay? I struggle with it, like, with me, with me, with other people. And I think that then informs, like, me with my Heavenly Father. Like, is this okay? Is, is grace okay? Because I think sometimes what we want with grace is, like, we don't like it because then how will I control them? How will I get them to do what I want if I have grace with them, right? So we just, we just get these things all mixed around and uh, get ourselves in trouble with them. And um, So we've tried through this series to just bring some, hey, one, once again, here's what these are. Here's how they play together, okay? Um, and so today, what we want to do um, is just have some folks share some stories with you about how we, we kind of set this out there and said, like, Hey, have you seen this with people around you, or do you have a story of your own that you could share that kind of shows how, do, how does being personally authentic and grace-focused, how does that get lived out together? Um, and you guys, come on up. But um, I, Some of these stories might be like, wow, oh my goodness. But I, I think some of them hopefully will just be like, oh, right, that's just normal, everyday, what it looks like to be faithful, what it looks like to take a next step, what it looks like to just say yes to the next thing Jesus is asking of us, okay? Um, good morning. Hi. A uh, couple things, just as we get into this. Number one, it takes a lot of courage to come sit up here in front of you all. So I don't know if you know that or not, but like it's, this is, oy, to come sit in front of you guys sometimes. Um, and, and here's how you can participate. Sometimes... Um, sometimes, oh, now the feedback has lost my train of thought. No, no, it's not you. It's fine. It's, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, okay, so we do the whole music part of the morning, right? And the worship part of the morning, and we participate in that. And then we get to this part where, like, well, here's your chance to wow me, right? Like, I don't have to participate in this anymore. And I'm going to tell you, no, 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 like, why don't you pray for what happens in these conversations and, and ask God's spirit, Father, what are, you, what are you wanting to stir up in me this morning as I listen to these things, okay? So that's your job this morning. That's how you're going to participate. And just this, this will help. Uh, sometimes <clears throat> it's hard to sit up here and, like, you all don't know this sometimes, but you're like. <laughs> like, that's sort of like the vibe from up here, like. And I don't need you to, like, do the fake smile thing for 45 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever, however long I have. But, like, just, it's nice to look out and be like, oh, they, 
they like me. <laughs> all right? Okay? All right. So, there, we're all set up. Here's a couple of my favorite newlyweds. So, nothing, just, yeah, maybe, we'll just, yeah, that's a good idea, and we'll just share that one. Um, so, nothing about grace and being personally authentic that is true with newlyweds. Um, no, that's sarcasm. Well, as we asked you this story, or we, we asked you the question of how do these, how have you seen these two things interact for you guys? I think something came to mind or someone maybe called out this story for you. So, will you guys just tell us a little of that? Yeah. Uh, so our story is kind of just about uh, marriage and going through marriage counseling. And I think what was hard about it was, especially for me, there's a lot of baggage from, you know, past life, just growing up in foster care and stuff. And so, um, you know, my patient wife, um, she had to really kind of talk to me about being authentic and coming out in marriage counseling. So it wasn't just going there and saying what was wanted to say and we also had like multiple people doing the counseling. I think it was to give her more of a chance to know to run away, but um, <laughs> she stayed. Um, so we, we just had the multiple people help us and I think just being authentic through that um, really helped us to know like, yes, you should get married or no, you should not get married. And, and so that was kind of helpful for us. Would you add to that, Courtney? Uh, sure. Um, so one thing for me was being introduced to quite a few people that I didn't know or didn't know on a personal level. And um, so it's hard to be authentic when you are trying to talk about very challenging conversations and topics and not know the person across from you on a personal level. Um, everyone was very kind and I was met with grace, but um, I think without our small group and being comfortable with being able to be authentic and being met with grace, kind of like you said, that cycle then allowed me to be more open and so that was a bit more what I I met um, but also being able to be authentic with him made a big difference as well so 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 as you saw like as you like okay we're gonna make this choice to be like let's just talk about like the in the counseling part of it for a second right like you made the choice like all right are we gonna go into this and just smile and nod for an hour or are we gonna like just be honest with it like and you sort of made a decision at some point that you're gonna be honest with it and I'm assuming that the things that you were maybe like, uh, can we be honest about were met with some grace? Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. And so then did that inform at all the next time? Or is it like, there's not a right or wrong answer here, but like, or was that like a full like, okay, let's start from scratch again as we step into this number two? How'd that go? Um, well, as the conversations got deeper, we had had so many open conversations with different people. I feel like it got a little bit easier. Um, so for me personally, talking to group, kind of learning what that felt like, and then we started with Dan, and Dan was very open. It was a very comfortable setting. And so then as we started talking about more challenging concepts and conversations and topics, I thought it got a little bit easier. Even though they were still very challenging to talk about, it was easier to be open with someone else. I feel like Ryan and I have always been very open with each other, but to to have that same conversation with an audience and with someone else. The next ring out. Yes, kinda, yeah. but I do, f I personally felt like it did get, even though it was more challenging topics, it did get a little bit easier to be open. Okay. Agree, disagree? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, and like, how did, did this, so you guys participate, you have, a, you have a small group that you're participating in, like, how, how did the decision 
around grace and being authentic in the counseling space, how or did it, if it did, inform uh, group life for you guys? Well, I mean, we probably have the best group in the church, and so um, everybody's very open and honest in our group. Uh, we get a lot done. Um, normally, it only takes us about 45 minutes. We're pretty quick. Um, but it's just, it helps when you have a group that you can trust and when there's people there that are authentic as well. Because we've had some, like, really big breakthroughs in our group of people just, like, talking about things. And, like, we're all, like, crying, like, you know, like, how can we help and how can we reach out? And, you know, we try to be the first group to always, like, come to the church and help out or go to the food pantry or whatever it is. We just, we, instead of us being, like, friends, we've really become a family. And that's really been really important to us, so. Anything else you'd add? You'd just be like, man, this around this topic, I just want one of this. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think a level of vulnerability is like very valuable, and we've always had that with our group. And I think that's something that not just in counseling, it kind of feeds out throughout your life, being able to be vulnerable and open and authentic. Does it ever make it less scary, or is it still like sometimes like still like going into like, oh man, we need to talk about this, like. Bleh. No, I think that now that we've got that camaraderie in our group, I think that it's just super easy to say, like, hey, I screwed up. You know, nobody is like, okay, well, don't come to group next week. Like, we're going to put you on timeout. Like, it's more like, hey, like, let's talk about this, and how can we help you not do it again? And our group is just really great at that, so. That's a good, that's a good opposite of grace, having to go to timeout. <laughs> Every time you say a thing that maybe is like, uh-oh, like, grace is like, no, we're going to just stand next to you and keep walking with you. Thanks, guys. That was great. You did great. All right. <laughs> Give him a hand. Yep. Hey. You can choose your seat. We might make a determination of something based on what you choose. All right, there's your mic. Okay. This is Turner. Hello. So, Turner, same question that I think I eventually got around to with them, which is, like, around this topic of being authentic and seeing how grace interacted there? Like, what's the, what's the story that either somebody pointed out for you or that came to your mind when you heard that question? Or? Uh, yeah, I think for me, my story is pretty much just the cell group I'm in now of how, like, I started. So I graduated in, from high school in 2020, and that was kind of, it's just, it's, it was just weird. <laughs> like, I mean... You know, the whole world was shut down. So it was. It just felt odd. But there was a. But in that summer after I graduated, we had started the. Uh, we called young adult cell group. It was just kind of a space that was set up for people who are in that kind of transition out of the house, out of high school, to have a spot that they can kind of land when they're back in town on break or whatever it was. Um, yeah, and I started going there that summer, and it was a great group. I, I really enjoyed it, but it, I was kind of arm's length, I was, to the, with the group of, like, I didn't open up. I wasn't kind of ready for all of that or whatever it was. So I leave for college in Cincinnati that fall of 2020, and... Uh, it does not go well. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I struggled a lot academically, and that really shook my confidence in how I felt about myself, and I 
didn't make barely any friends. It was just hard to be away. It was hard to kind of, like, I, I felt very alone, even though I had, like, a church I was meeting with there. It was the same sort of thing where, like, I was new, and I didn't know a lot of these people, and it just, it felt very weird, very, very temporary, and, like, I just could, I, I didn't get connected at all there. So I end up, I end up coming home that winter, that spring, and I uh, end up not going back to Cincinnati, and that really, that really bothered me. I was kind of adrift, and I just, I didn't know what was next. I was kind of just scared and numb, and like I just, I didn't have any way to talk about my stuff. Um, but after a couple months of being back, or a few months, somewhere in there, once I got a work schedule that made sense, I started meeting again with the young adult group, and it started, it started pretty simple for me, of like being authentic and receiving grace. Um, it was just the week in, week out. I noticed it like a lot of how open and authentic the people in that group were and are. Like they just, every week, if there was something that was on their heart, on their mind that affected them, they shared it. There wasn't like a fear there that I had. And seeing that and seeing them kind of just be open got me to that level where, hey, this week this has been bothering me. This has been on my heart. And then I received grace in that. And I was like, oh, like I don't, my struggles are real people struggles, you know. And it really, it just for me, it just that cycle just scaled up and up until it got to the things that really were at the core of my hurt of like, I don't, what I believe about myself was not in line with what God says about me. That was one of the early things in group I remember us talking about, of like, my, my mind, my head, doesn't tell me the truth all the times, but Jesus tells me the truth about who I am. And even if I don't believe that right now, that's what's true, and I need to get in line with that. And having group that was there for me in that um, it was, it really was just, it was just changing and some of that. And yeah, being able to like receive that. And then even as I've been going for the past couple of years of just like being able to pour that back to people has been such a gift of just seeing us all grow and kind of just connect with each other. Like I, like I really trust and love those people. And I know that the same emotions are with me. Sounds like a, a, a good place to a good place to live. Like with a group of people that responds to you like that and that you can interact with like that. Like I think your group was supposed to be down here with us today. They seem to have bailed. But No, 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 but no. <laughs> no. I was gonna no, no, no. I was gonna ask them like like but I think you've answered it, so it's okay that they're not down here. Like again, sort of like I asked with Ryan and Courtney, like you would you say that you seeing it played out like some like someone being authentic and then being met with grace that informed what you were willing to do and say in group yeah yeah just like sorry oh yeah <laughs> they're coming down so i got distracted. oh they got called out all right here they are i'm sorry guys. that wasn't that wasn't like that when he said 
when he said like, okay, never mind. Let's keep going. You answer the question. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are. It wasn't the best a. People. It wasn't a like you better get down here thing. It, it really wasn't. Okay. Sorry. It was a. Uh, yeah. Just. Oh, there's Kevin too. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is my group. Uh, <laughs> I love them. Could you repeat the question for me again? The question. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is it true that you seeing it modeled for you let you feel like you had freedom to try that for yourself? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I'm, now that she's walked up, I'm going to, Brenda is really, she's like our leader in this, I think. I think we could all say, like she is, like that week in, week out vulnerability of like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say what's bothering me this week about like when they said that in, in the, on Sunday, it made me, feel a certain way where I felt like everyone was looking at me and I'm like, I got that feeling too. Like, <laughs> I can talk about that now. Yeah. And just that week in, week out stuff of kind of familiarity of just like, I know we know each other because we know what we're feeling with each other. Yeah. But yet, even in that, like, I, I think, and don't let me put words in your mouth, but I think you said, so then I like, I shared some, but not all of it, yeah. right? Like, so even knowing that, even seeing that, even having that modeled, there was still like a, would you say there's still a progression of like, we're gonna, we're gonna see what happens. Yeah, yeah, because for me, like a lot of this stuff was like, was very core to me of like, and it would, and it, I, was, I didn't have confidence that if I share this, that I'm going to receive grace. Like I didn't have that confidence for the big stuff for the really like deep stuff and doing that like all the time of where I'm sharing like, hey, this bothers me, but then they ask like, okay, this has been bothering me a lot recently. Is there more to that? Yeah. And it's kind of the pushing, like the grace I received didn't just stay with what I talked about. They wanted to take care of me more than that. So that brings, here's my last question. So. What, what went through your head? Like, okay, so you've decided, well, and you've grown up around here, right? Like, yes. you did kids' life and youth group and you've done all the things. Like, like but, but that moment when it clicks for you personally, where it becomes your own, but that wasn't my question. My question was, um, so the first time you do that and you experience grace around the things that feel like a mess to you, mm -hmm. What goes through your head? Like, what was your, like, huh, in that moment? Like, what, how'd that feel, I guess? Yeah, I think the, fe the feeling was, like, it's like a weight that, like, because I'm even, in, like, grace and authenticity for me isn't just a small group thing. It's, right. it's like, all of my stuff yeah. and, like, you know, some of that of, like, I just, like, I have things that I've hid for a long time. Um, and I can, I could get it in my, like, my head that, yeah, I'm forgiven and I have grace on this stuff, but that didn't really get down to my heart and stuff. So when I started to share mainly about, like, you know, I, I don't think, I don't really believe all this stuff of where people people say that I'm 
this bright guy or that I'm that I'm really gifted with people or like all this other stuff of where like I didn't really believe it and when I talked about those things in group of hey I don't I'm in a weird spot and I got grace on that it moved out to the things that it moved in into the things that were really secret and really hard for me and I thought you know what if if I can get grace on this school stuff of where I failed and where I feel like I'm a useless guy, then I can get grace on the big stuff of where I feel like I'm not good enough for God or for my family and that stuff. And it, yeah, true. You guys are great. <laughs> All right. God's good. Thanks for sharing that with us. Thanks. Okay. All right. You're free. My next friends, the Mosers, Ben and Michaela, missionaries also, some of our missionaries. I, yeah, we talk about Honduras, but we also have folks who have grown up around here and gone into the mission field. Ta-da. Um, so these are our missionaries, and they're home for, like, part of your deal is, like, you have to be back home for the first year of being married. And um, Yeah, so they're here with us for how, 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 how much longer? Ish, can you say? Like four months and two weeks. Oh, are there days? Yes. Okay. <laughs> days, days, hours, minutes, yeah. Looking forward to get back to the mission field for sure. Okay, so um, being authentic and grace, like what, what pops in when we asked you about that? What's your story around that? Well, my name is Michaela. And this has been, and we only got married like six months ago. And it's been kind of a tumultuous four or so years since we, we both graduated college. But I was part of the cell, well, the old young adult cell group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we grew out of it. So then a different one was born. <laughs> Um, and so throughout the time that I was um, like discerning my vocation and where God wants to send me, uh, to whom does God want to send me? Um, originally, my plan was to go to East Asia and uh, because of COVID, everything kind of like fell apart. And so working through that, disappointment um, my cell group was beside me through pretty much all of it from like my first assignment and then coming back and then my second assignment and then now coming back again uh, what I wanted to share really is that this group has felt like one of the few things in my life that like hasn't changed. Uh, so in the midst of all of these transitions, uh, I just feel really grateful. Kind of like how Turner was saying, like, when you're in college and then you come back for break to have like a group to come back to, like for us, like living overseas and coming back 
having a group to come back to, but also like be a part of even when we're away. It doesn't feel like we're like leaving and coming back. It's just like we're always like part of part of it. Yeah, so the 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 in and the out of it because of what you do and what you're called to and what you're trying to figure out and discern, like you don't show up every week on the exact time that group happens and there's some yeah, is that but but yet they meet you with grace in that you're able to step back in and it's kind of like this is where we were let's continue is that fair or yes and especially with all of the confusion about like for so long i like my heart and my dream was to go uh, to east asia but like yeah dealing with like the disappointment and loss of like my dream and where i felt like god wanted me to be um even like the decision-making process. Now we are going to Thailand to serve long-term. But I don't know, I don't, you guys remember when I was like almost gonna go to Turkey or Thailand and it was like, wh- am I just gonna live in America now? I don't know. Like all of the ups and downs of that process. Um, yeah, I feel really thankful for consistency in our group. For sure. So a question popped to my mind as, as you were sharing that we didn't talk about. And I told them all at the beginning, I said, if I ask you something that pops into my brain, you're like, not today, JR, you can pass. Um, but like, so you are in what I would call a, a, a zip code that I live in, which is the vocational ministry zip code as missionaries um, or as a pastor. Is there, when it comes to being like transparent about what's really going on. Did you feel any pressure in that of like, oh, but I'm Michaela, or we're Michaela and Ben the missionaries, so everything's great. Like, or, and, and if not, how did, how did they help set the tone for you being able to just be, this is what it is, guys. And we passed that, <laughs> yes. I was gonna ask to hear from you anyway, yeah, yeah, so this yeah. is good, this is good. Uh, so I'll get to answer your question, but I'll provide That's a little backstory first. Uh, I grew up here going to this church for a while, and then when I was in college, I kind of um, yeah, went to some other, other churches and um, had, like, a difficult experience with groups where it, like, wasn't very personal. It was, like, just a thing that you do during group time, and then when you leave group, like, you're not in each other's lives, really. Um, and so coming... Uh, getting married to Michaela, knowing how close she was with her group here, like that was a huge factor for us to come back here uh, and to come to this church as we were married. And it was like the relational capital she had built up in her group uh, that helped me to feel comfortable in the group. And so I think there definitely can be some spaces where I feel like, you know, like uh, our heart is overseas and I can't just be like, to students I'm ministering to at Ohio State, like, I don't want to be here (laughs) ministering to you. Yes, that's probably Uh, best. All right. (laughs) And so, like, because, like, I know Michaela felt comfortable with these people, like, I could be comfortable with them to be transparent and not to have to, like, like, this could be the outlet where I can be transparent, I can be authentic, like, I don't have to meter myself as much. Yeah, that's a great way to, that's a great way to say that. Anything else that you're like, oh, I wanted to say? 
Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, this was like the main thing I was going to share. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really like, like our group has a group chat and every week in the middle of the week there's the, the midweek check-in. Um, and so I, I'm not great at always like filling it out or like saying how I feel. And sometimes I just, I'm like, I'm, I don't want to type it all out. So I'm just going to say something lesser, <laughs> not as authentic. Uh, but it's a space where I know like these people care about me. They're checking in, like they want to hear what's going on. I can be honest um, and like ask for a prayer or this is hard or yeah. That's good. That whole that whole Wednesday check-in thing, like that's sort of like that's not the first time I've heard of it, and it's not the second or third time. Like it's like low-level notorious, <laughs> like what your group does in that space. But uh, yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, you, I will. I will set you free if if there's yeah. Again, again, pick a spot. This one feels, I mean, Lee and Brett were like, Murr. but you, this, this is fine too, yes. This is good, this is good. Okay, this is my friend Dustin. Uh, Dustin, you, you were telling me the other day that like, I think you came up to me on like either New Year's Day or it was like Christmas Eve and you're like, well, it's been a year. And didn't you say you, you guys walked in the door for the first time at like one of our like New Year's brunch sort of things? Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, so look, I see your mic real quick, actually. Let's see if I can hear this. This will go better. Oh, that um, works better. Oh, yep. it does, nope. yes. All good. Okay. Uh, so, okay, this idea of same question I've asked everybody else. What's your story around that? Yeah, so I think mine's conflict, um, which I'll get to is aware and how it's really dealing with conflict. Um, so, growing up, uh, we didn't really do conflict. We would, if we had a problem, like I might tell Brett, who would tell Lee, who would tell you that I'm kind of upset at you. Or more likely, like I would look for like nonverbals, would you kind of avoid my eye a little bit, kind of like not talk to me a little bit, or just these kind of things. And so I learned um, to read people well, but also with that inherently is kind of second guess, like, oh, walking down the hallway in high school, turned in me my eyes, is he mad at me? Oh, he's, maybe he's upset, I said, what I, that's the, I talked to him, what did he say? Just these kind of things. So there's a sense of um, conflict is not direct. That if you have if you have an issue, you kind of like suss out what's going on, how are they feeling about you, and go from there. So this this feeds into I, this is the point I swear. Um, yeah. So in small group, um, a few years ago, we were in a small group with several people who just really love Jesus. We were trying to be authentic, trying to be real, um, and several of them were campus missionary staff um, who were reaching out to OSU people as well. So we're talking, we're talking about that transition point when you graduate from college and go into the real life and how that's hard, right? You're getting you out a job thing, maybe you're shifting churches, maybe you're shifting locations. But a big piece of it also was expectations. So you're going from a place where you're supported and pursued by staff ministry, which is fantastic, like initiating, showing leadership, um, showing how to take ownership of places, things. And you're going to then a place where you graduate where that's gone. And it's hard. Like, it's really hard to shift into this place where, like, oh, man, now if I want something to happen, oh, oh, I have to go talk to someone and ask to go on time for dinner or these kind of things. Since we're kind of talking through the hardships of that and how that's just, it's, it's really hard to transition for people what it means to be part of a community where you're pursued and someone's paid job is to pursue you and what it means to suddenly do that yourself. Um, it was a good discussion. I felt like it went well, um, and we kind of ended the night. 
So the next day, my friend, who was a campus staff, said, hey, can I talk to you for a bit? So we figured out time, kind of hooked up. And he's like, so what I heard you say last night was that what I do is I am a spiritual crutch to students into campus and these kids, and basically kind of hamstringing their spiritual life and their growth. I know your heart. That's not who you are. But I can't get past what I, in my insecurity, heard you say. Help me bridge that gap. Like, help me understand who you are with what I heard and where that is. And so for me, who is like, oh, no, 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 Vivek, you, you have to, like, not meet my eye for a while and then kind of be upset at me and I kind of, like, walk out of the room when I walk in, just happenstance. That, that's how we deal with this. We don't, we don't do this. But to have someone say, I see you, I know you, this does not align. So would you speak truth? Would you help me understand where these two disconnect? Um, and so just... So for me, that was, I think, one of the most uh, life-changing moments of my life, where God stepped in and said, hey, there's a space for you to exist where you don't have to second-guess everyone's expressions of you, everyone's reaction to you. You can be confident, like, with this guy, that when you have an issue, he'll tell you. Um, and so it was a chance to ask forgiveness and just say, man, that is not at all my intent or my heart. I think it's very powerful what you do. This transition piece, I think, is a really hard thing to navigate. And we, as a, like, him as leadership and kind of through conversations, they started having final, like, uh, senior graduation days and, like, talking about what that transition looks like and how you take ownership and, and ease it and really improved it. And it was a cool thing. But just to have a space, though, in conflict where we could be grace-filled, where he saw, I know your heart, this is not you, but authentic and say, but I was really hurt helping bridge the gap, um, like I think literally changed my life. So now I'm in this place where I, I would second guess people's reactions to me, to now, I'm, no, I'm just gonna trust that if JR's upset, I think he's gonna tell me. I can be confident in that. And if I'm upset with JR, he knows I'm gonna tell him. And so there's a peace that I never had growing up, emotionally, because I, I could just be confident in that. So that, yeah. that's my story. Well, and I think, because I think I could tell a story that mirrors that about like, oh, this is when I got it. This is when I realized there was another way to do this. And I think just like, like what your friend did for you and what I would guess has played out in the other direction in yes. the years since, yeah? Yep. Okay, like how powerful that is. So if you're the person that like, you get this, you know how to be transparent, you know how. I just feel so encouraged by all of those stories and that song, just that reminder that there's nothing that we can do to earn God's grace. And these stories about people receiving grace from the people around them, like what a beautiful image of that for them about how loved they are by the people around them. And it's just really powerful. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us this morning. Um, just a reminder about our first Sunday lunch coming up. You can head to mylcc.info to sign up and let us know that you're planning on bringing some food. And we have a couple of meetings directly after the service um, across the hall in the Kids Life Rooms. We're gonna have um, a baby dedication meeting and across out these doors, across the hall in the Youth Life Room, we're gonna have a meeting for our Youth Life parents about our um, local summer's missions trip. So. Thank you guys. Have a great rest of your Sunday.